We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So a lot of fired up people in the show today, Ryan. Of course, there's always going to be some people not happy about it, which I understand. There's some there are some legitimate reasons to say, boy, I wish we would have stayed with the younger quarterbacks. And and I've I've provided them. You know what I mean? Like I was very much a man, I just I just want to see them develop the guys that they have. I just want to see that. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you then start diving into the potential of having a Riley Leonard. You're like, dude, how do you say no to that? That's that's what it boils down to. But there's a lot of fired up people today, man. And uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Let's get rocking and rolling. We had a super chat to start us off with Raymond Harton. Says, apologize for last night's short-lived little temper tantrum. LOL. Got a dynamic quarterback today. Go Irish. I don't know what this appreciate you, Raymond. was. But... Yeah, Ra- Raymond got – so So we did something on the board last night. We, we launched a new Champions Lounge, and I said on there, yep. this is a test. I want to see how it does, see what the impact is. And then Raymond got mad because he had to go to two boards. Like, it was a permanent thing. I was like, buddy, it's a yeah. test. Just relax. I get it. The frustration with the speed and especially someone who's on there as much as Raymond. I get it, man. We're all good. We all have those moments. We all get frustrated. Uh, you're good, buddy. You're, you're, you're fine. We're, we're, Chill out, Raymond. Working. Yeah. Find a glass. I'm glad it's working. Frank G with the super chat. Thank you, Frank. I love to hear Sam Hartman still helping the program, even after his college career has come to an end. I hope the NFL works for him, but if it doesn't, would you bring him back to work for the program? I mean, if you wanted to, sure. I mean, look, look, here's the thing. I see some of the responses to Sam not playing the bowl game on Twitter. And some of them like, look, I think he should have played. I, I'm frustrated he's not playing. But it it doesn't – it's one of those things where it's just the world we live in. I don't like it. I don't accept it. It just – it is what it is, right, Ryan? And we can all be disappointed that Sam Hartman wasn't as good as we hoped he would be or should have been or could have been. But you also have to be able to balance. There's it, we everything requires balance, right? And you can say, hey, he wasn't as good as he needed to be. There were some issues. Some of them were his fault. Some of them were not his fault. But at the end of the day, th- this is what it comes down to. Sam Hartman gave you everything he had. Maybe it yeah. wasn't enough. It just wasn't good enough for whatever reason. But he gave you everything he had. He had the right attitude. And then, of course, things start going down. The same people that loved him started hating on him. It's just the nature of being a sports player or sports figure in any way shape form or fashion you're always going to have that happen uh, but the kid gave you everything he had man and and you'll you may look back and say gee i wish he would have made this throw here or that play there but i don't know that you're going to look back and say i don't think sam hartman was was really embraced notre dame he was just here to build his nfl stock he wasn't here to be committed he was you know people use the word mercenary no sam was sam was committed to the to notre dame and mm-hmm. everything it stood for and gave you everything you got. And he was a great representative. It just didn't work out from a football standpoint, sure. you know? And so I hope that people have a greater appreciation for just forget the quarterback part, just the buy-in the kid had. That says a lot about Notre Dame and it says a lot about Sam. It really does. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and as we talked about his, imp- this is going to, you know, if Riley does, you know, does what we hope Sam would do, then you're going to look back. And like I said, you know, give, Larry Bird may have made the winning shot, but you know Dennis Johnson got him in the ball where it needed to be to hit the winning shot, right? And uh, you know Sam will get a little bit of an assist on that one for sure. And uh, I, 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 look, I, 
Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, no, you can finish your thought, Cut. I'll say, I'm just, look, it didn't work out, but I'm going to give a tip of the cap to Sam Hartman because he, he came here, he embraced Notre Dame and gave you everything he had. Just, just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, he's he seems like a great guy. I've never heard anything negative about Sam. I mean, from the Wake Forest program to the Notre Dame program and everything in between, he did everything he should have done, right? I mean, at the end of the day, there was a couple things on the field that we wish would have been a little bit better from this Notre Dame season, obviously. But at the end of the day, was there a fault of a per, from a personal perspective with Sam? No. Like, he did everything he needed to do. He was named a captain. He never heard anything negative of him and from a locker room perspective and he has helped Notre Dame in multiple ways outside of just playing football so good dude man we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Kay Grant with a big super chat. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for another great show, guys. Thank you for being you, here, Kay Grant. You are welcome, man. Appreciate you very, very much. We had another one from Ryan Elliott who said, I've heard a lot of people say, well, it didn't work out for, for Hartman. Why would it work out for Riley Leonard? They're two completely different quarterbacks. You can't compare this apples to apples. You can't compare this apples to apples. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, and look, even if they were the same type of player, Ryan, it doesn't yeah. always mean because one guy didn't succeed, the next guy won't succeed. That's not how it works. Yeah. And the other the other pushback people have had is, well, he's just a one-year guy and, and quarterbacks haven't done well in their first year. And I'm like, and they'll point to Bo Nix and, and Michael Penix. I'm like, you not wa- watching Washington or Oregon last year because they weren't playoff contenders doesn't say anything about how those guys played in year one. I would argue... Michael Penix, you could even – well, I, I would argue. I think you can make an argument that Michael Penix was actually better in his first year than his second year. Certainly statistically, sure. he was a lot better. You could argue that Bo Nix was more dynamic in year one than he was in year two. But even, And I would say Bo Nix was definitely better in year two. But Bo Nix was really good in year one, right? And Bo Nix wasn't anywhere close to being the quarterback at Auburn that Riley Leonard was at Duke. Not even close. Yeah. And and so sometimes it's not the quarterback, it's where he is. And, and uh, you know, so every circumstance is different. It, it is. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of quarterbacks that were really good in their first years. They just didn't have the team around them like, you know, like they had in year two. And, and let's not forget, Michael Penix took over a team in, year, in, in the year before he got there, went four and eight in his first year. They went 11 and two. And I think their losses were like by what, like seven and three points, something like that. Yeah. And And so he clearly had a big impact in year one. And he yep. and Riley's walking into a much better situation than, than Michael Penix walked into, as far as the type of team he's walking into, in my right. opinion. Well, it's it's not apples to apples, and I just also don't like generalizing situations or players. You know what I mean? It, it, I think of it like the Ohio State quarterback thing that has been plagued for years of like, oh, Ohio State quarterbacks, the Kansas State in the NFL. Then you're like, well, some of you guys that believe that missed on CJ Stroud, who's probably gonna be the rookie of the year this year now, right? So yeah, like let's just let's give the guy a chance because he's a very different player. He's a very it's a very different situation. It's 
it's going to look a lot different. So let's 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 give it a little bit of a shot here. Ryan Elliott said different style of quarterbacks, I should say. Yes, they are very different styles of quarterbacks. You are correct. <laughs> we got, we got Shaquille Oatmeal trying to start some stuff with his uh, chill, chill the F out, Raymond. God, just kidding. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> my, my man, I appreciate you. Raymond, they Raymond, are, they are, chill, they are, dude. Yeah, chill. they are long-term IB members, so having a little fun with each other today, which we appreciate. Tyler Evans with the super chat. Some of your favorite transfer pickups around the NCAA so far. Um, I think we both like Oregon getting Dylan Gabriel. I I, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't think he's a great player, but I think it's a good fit. That's another school where I'm like, you know, it'd be nice if you can maybe develop your young guys, but you know, that one makes a little bit of sense to me, Ryan. Uh, What are some, I'm I'm trying to pull up some portal stuff now because it always helps to be able to kind of, be refreshed on some of those pickups. Um, I know DJ Uyunglele is getting ready to visit Florida State. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw someone say it. Yeah. yeah. So let me go ahead and find some of these guys that have uh, that have picked other schools today or picked other schools and see if I can uh, be refreshed on on some of the guys. Aiden Childs going to Michigan State. I think it's a great pickup for Michigan State. For Michigan State, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I now – whether he'll be the quarterback next year or not, I, I don't know. But I, lo- you and I, we, t- people, we'll remind folks in this chat. Ryan and I have talked about Aiden Childs last year when he was in high school because Notre Dame yeah. was trying to make a run at him, uh, very yeah. high on him as very high on his player. What do you think about? And I, I know he hasn't committed yet, but there's, I mean, it just seems obvious about Landon Humphreys going to London. Humphreys going to, to uh, Georgia. I haven't what seen. Are your thoughts on I haven't that? seen him enough. I I know that he averaged like twenty yards a catch, and he's like a six foot four wide receiver. He's a freshman for Vanderbilt, but yeah. I, I I haven't seen him enough to have a real opinion yeah. on him yet. I know uh, you've got Toriano Pride going to Missouri. You know, helps their secondary. He had some struggles this year at Clemson. Uh, but but that gives them a boost. Deion Burks to Oklahoma, Ryan. I, I know you and I both like Deion Burks quite a bit. What are your thoughts on that yeah. as a uh, as a as a fit to pick up? Oh, I hated it. I hated it the minute I saw it because I I think of Deion Burks is leaving a situation where I think that you because he he's an NFL kid, man. Like he's he's hundred percent an NFL kid, and I think that he I wanted him to go to a place where it's a better situation, a better team, and you get featured a little bit, right? And you're going now to Oklahoma where it's good for Oklahoma. I mean, you stockpiled another good wide receiver. That's good for you, right? But for from the player perspective, you're going to a situation where you have Nick Anderson who's coming back. You have Andrew Anthony coming back. You also have J- uh, Wadu coming back, right? J- Jaleel Wadud. And they're all good players, and they're all our volume getters. And mm-hmm. also, because somebody pushed back on me on Twitter, it was like, well, you just plug him into the Drake Stoops role. And I'm just like, I don't want to plug him into the right. role. I want to utilize the speed. I don't want to just right. say you're a slot receiver and that's all you are. Like, I think that really right. limits Deion Burke. So he has to share volume with three other prominent pass catchers already. You're also going to have a first year starting quarterback in Jackson Arnold there. So it's, there's going to be a little bit of transition there seemingly. Right. And then also you lost your offense coordinator this off season mm-hmm. as well. Jeff Levy's down in Mississippi state. So new offense coordinator, new quarterback, and three prominent pass catchers all returning for Oklahoma. I'm just like, I think there may have been better situations from a player perspective for Deion Burks, in my opinion. An underrated Rock. one, though, I did like was today Chip Trainum uh, opted for Kentucky, and I actually think that he's yeah. going to be a pretty good running back for Kentucky. I so was actually going to bring up Kentucky, Ryan, because they got a nice yeah. quarterback and a nice – now, I always thought Brock Vandegrift was a little overrated from like the five-star type of thing, but he's got some ability. And that's a system he should do well in. But you got a, him and Chip train him in there. I know another one you like. Speaking of the state of Kentucky, Ryan is, is Louisville picking up Thor Griffin. Is a that's a because you you sent me you sent me film of him last year and we're like, hey, yeah. check this guy out. And yeah. I was like, I can't play because he was a teammate of Chris Smith at yes. at Harvard. That's a really nice pickup for Louisville, in my opinion, Ryan. No, it really is because he is 6'2", 320 pounds on the Feldman's freak list. I mean, I honestly thought he was probably going to enter the draft this year, and then obviously he opts to come back and then transfer up. A lot of schools wanted him, man. I know Oklahoma made a big run at Thor Griffith. Louisville, obviously, with you know the resources they have as well. Just can't get enough good quality uh, penetration-style mm-hmm. defensive tackles in today's game, man. Like You can always use those types of guys. Harvard graduate, so now he's going down to Louisville, Kentucky for his final year. I love it for Louisville. 
I thought it was a little bit of a weird fit because he's a New Hampshire kid that went to Harvard and now he's going down to Louisville, Kentucky. But I texted him yesterday and I was like, hey, man, you're like, you want to send me back some bourbon? You're more than welcome now that you're down in Kentucky. <laughs> so obviously uh, joking there, but I think that that's a big get for Louisville. And I'm interested yeah. to see how they deploy Thor because they had a pretty good defense this year for the most part. I know yeah. it faded a little bit down the stretch, but for the most part, they had a really good defense. And I think that he'll be able to help that, obviously. No, I forgot. Also, Kentucky got Raymond Control, the freshman receiver. So yeah, they got, they got uh, he, yeah. yes. Now he's going to need to, you know, get up to speed. And all they only caught one pass this year. But as I've, I've said a million times, I don't care about experience at receiver nearly as much as any other position. If you, if you're, he'll help them, he'll improve their receiving core. Will he be a stud not year one? I don't know, but he's going to be a good player for them, in my opinion. Yeah. Another one that I like too, Ryan, um, or well, I guess I shouldn't say that it's, uh, it's not a, it's not a done deal yet. Um, I go, actually, I'll just wait till it actually happens before we go there. Uh, Chris Paul, linebacker from Arkansas, going to Ole Miss. It's a nice pickup, in my opinion, for Ole Miss from what I've seen of him. But one that I also like, too, and it, it's a bummer for Notre Dame, but Braylon James going to TCU is a really good pickup for TCU, in my opinion. Because yeah. you, you talk about the kid that went to the pros this year, just a pure vertical player. Johnson. Yeah, That's exactly what Braylon is. I mean, that's that's exactly the role that Braylon will play for them. So, um, that that's a nice pickup for them as well. Yeah, it's a nice pickup. Them, there, yeah. There's a lot that have still obviously that we'll be declaring over the next week or so, and we'll get a lot more conversation yeah. about that when uh, <laughs> when it happens. Obviously, and I know I saw your your boy uh, your boy that does all the graphics talking about all these great offensive line that that uh, that Colorado I'm being sarcastic that Colorado's oh, yeah. putting together, God. and I'm like, yeah. there's only really one kid that I've seen in the, of the transfers that I think can play. At that level, I think yeah. the kid from Houston's not a bad player. I, I think he's pretty decent. He didn't even start for Houston this year, though. Yeah. He transferred from somewhere nice else player. and then was like yeah. a backup, though. So, yeah, I think yeah. he's a nice player. But like, those are a bunch of guys. The center from UConn's Oak, he's a nice, tough player, but he's he's really small. He's a good player, but he's really small. Um, he's like 270 pounds. And it's just like, dude, you're going to have to try to, guys, it is not as easy as you think to t- take five offensive linemen and put them all together and, right. and form a, a good offensive line. I just, that's a lot harder. That's a lot yeah. harder than people think. A lot harder. You got five. Think. You got five offensive linemen this offseason. The best one is a true freshman for any yeah. position offensive line that usually experience and development yep. helps a lot more. So yeah, yep. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be better than it was this year because it was awful this year. But I don't know if it's gonna be a ton better than it was yeah. last year. Zeke Crow going to NC State. You know they're giving him a veteran. Yeah, that's that's fine. Replace, he, replace Dylan, Dylan McMahon at center, which would yeah. be good for them. So yeah, yeah. Sure. looking through a, a couple others, Ryan. Uh, was glad to see Joey Tanona. I, I hope, really hope, he's passed all his medical issues. That would be phenomenal to see Joey Tanona play yeah. again. And if he's if he can get back to form, it's been a couple of years since he's played. But if Joey Tanona can get back to form, that's a great pickup for Purdue. He's a good, he, I liked him a lot coming out of high school. Just he had the very unfortunate um, uh, injury that he got from. Yeah you know, from, from a car accident, but uh, yep. really, was really happy to see him kind of, I want to give football another shot. Cause obviously he would have cleared, he would have had to clear some medical stuff. Um, in my opinion, I did want to ask you if, if we can Ryan, before we move on from this topic, there were some quarterback commitments in the last week that I thought, are, and, and, and another one we anticipate coming up that I thought were really intriguing. And I wanted to ask you about this one, especially, but a couple others, if you don't mind me asking about sure. number one is Taylor green, the kid from Boise state going to Arkansas. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, he's very talented. I mean, he's 6'3", 230, and can run, and he's got a really strong arm. He's an underdeveloped kid, obviously, um, who had a lot of signs as a freshman two years ago, but then as a sophomore, I think he was a redshirt sophomore, he was was kind of banged up, and that offense wasn't really clicking early on, and I think he did a little bit better down the stretch when he came back. But the fit with Bobby Trino's interesting-ish, I guess, right? Because, I mean – Bobby Petrino has mostly been a a pro style. Well, not a pro style, but he's mostly been a pocket quarterback guy, right? I mean, he had Lamar Jackson for a couple of years, but aside from that, he's had the Ryan Mallets, the Brian Brahms, mm-hmm. the like true pocket kids. So I'm interested to see how he de- if he uses him similar ish to how they use Lamar to a degree, or if they assimilate or if Taylor's coming in to kind of build from the ground up, but he's certainly talented. And Bobby Petrino is a, is a good offensive mind, obviously. So I think they'll get yeah. the most out of him probably, but he's definitely a kid that needs some development. There's no doubt about that. 
he made himself a, a, a hot commodity with how he played against UNLV in the Mac, Mountain West title game. Yeah, he, he, threw, he was throwing the ball down the field. He was making plays with his legs. Like people are looking at that and ignoring the fact that he was was he benched or just hurt half the year, where he just right. I, I think he was benched, and just kind of ignoring some of that. But the like you said though, right? There's a lot of tools to work with there. Uh, yeah. Another one that I wanted to ask you about. I just I just I just I have to do it, Ryan. I'm sorry. Tyler Shuck is going to Louisville for a seventh season. So they replaced one old quarterback who hadn't yeah. been very good at other places with a even older quarterback who hasn't been that good at other places. What are your thoughts on Tyler Shuck going to Louisville? I think Tyler Shuck's a lot more talented than Jack Plummer, but the problem is that Tyler Shuck has also been injured every place he's been, which, which is, is why, why he has he's got a seventh year. year. Exactly. So I, I, I was out. I, I remember when Tyler Shuck had some good positive plays early on in his Oregon career, and I was just like, cool, man, awesome. But I thought that's when his name was probably pronounced Show or something. And then yeah. I found his name was turned around Shuck. And I'm like, all right, well, you're not. For all you listening that don't know about Tyler Shuck, his name is yep. pronounced Shuck, right? Like S-H-U-C-K. Correct, Ryan? Yeah. Like his name is spelled S-H-O-U-G-H. Yeah. So it looks like Show so, or Shuff or yes. Show or something Shuck. like that, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Max Johnson in North Carolina. Uh, that's a big drop off from Drake May mm-hmm. to Max Johnson, Ryan. That's a big well, you have, you have a you have a tall quarterback replacing a tall quarterback. Other than that, there's no. uh some difference. There's That's, some different uh, different yes. variables there, but yeah, I, I gotta think they're not bringing him in to just be the guy. I have to think they're bringing him in as insurance in case Connor Harrell's not ready. That's I, I just have to think that's what they're doing. Which if that's the case, that actually kind of makes some sense. Like, look, look, North Carolina's not going to be able to go get. Um, Riley Leonard or a Cameron Ward or a guy like that. Bring a guy like Max Johnson in for a year. And if Connor yeah. Harrell's ready, you play Connor Harrell. That's the fresh Ned from Alabama that I loved coming out of high school. And if he's not ready right away, then you start Max Johnson. And if he gets ready at some point in time, you can make you can replace it. But that's going to be a big a big drop off. But they need to get some defensive guys in the portal. That's Max Johnson's do. like the new Jack Plummer, man. He's been everywhere. He's it is wild. everywhere. It really yeah. is wild. What do you think about the New Hampshire kid? I know you're familiar with him. I believe you're familiar with him, Ryan. The kid that's uh, yeah. going to um, he's transferring to uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So he um, he number sixteen. His name's escaping me for some reason, but I I've I've watched a lot of film on him actually because they have actually have a running back named Dylan Lobb that's going to the Senior Bowl. At Max Brosmer is his name. His name just came to me. Mm-hmm. So Brosmer, 6'2", 217. Uh, he was up for the Walter Payton Award on the FCS level, which is the, the Heisman Trophy on the on the level for FCS football. He's he's good, man. He's really good. I mean, he torched Central Michigan. He threw for 500 yeah. yards against Central Michigan. He torched. And that running back went off in that game, too. We were yeah, watching like film of that game. 300 yards yeah. receiving or something like that. Because yeah. I think it was the week before they played Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, um, yeah. 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 Yep. That was uh, it, holy. I, I like Brosmer. He's a tough kid, solid athlete, nothing special, but he can also throw from some different arm angles. He's got a he's a pretty talented passer overall. Like he doesn't have a bazooka for an arm, but he can throw the ball with touch, can throw the ball with anticipation. I like Brosmer. I think he's very tough. He's definitely an upgrade over the Greek kid that was playing quarterback for Minnesota because he was one of the worst players. I know that we bag on Spencer Petrus all the time. But the Kakalakis kid, or whatever the heck you pronounce his name for Minnesota, he might have been worse. He may have been worse. He was very strong bad. arm for no reason whatsoever. Yes. I mean, just horrible. Player. Oh, my horrible. goodness. The kid that you're talking about, Ryan, uh, Max Brosmer, the last two years yeah. has passed for over, has passed for just over 6,600 yards. The last yeah. two years has passed for 56 touchdowns and only 14 picks the last couple of years. So, like you said, talented player, very talented player. Yeah. And and comes from a good program. That the New Hampshire is a good program. It is. Yeah. It's a good football. He's originally program. a Georgia. I think he's a Georgia yeah. kid originally. He is from Roswell. Football. You are correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, he had two touch, two games, two two games this year with four touchdown passes. Another game with five. Uh, you know, so again, talented quarterback, very talented quarterback, yeah. and not immobile either, Ryan. I mean, he had five rushing. Yeah, t- I mean, he, he can he can he can move the chains with his legs as well. So, and then the last one, two of them I wanted to ask you about of guys that have not decided yet, but it sounds yep. like this is where they're leaning. And that is Kyle McCord to Nebraska and DJ Uyunglele to Florida State. That's all the rumblings are that those yeah. two are projected there. I'll just quickly say this about Kyle McCord. I think Kyle McCord got a little bit of a, a, a too much blame at Ohio State this year. Yep. 
but he's just yeah. he's just kind of a solid he's a solid game manager type of quarterback. But Kyle McCord over Jeff Sims is a huge upgrade for Nebraska, yeah. in my opinion. Huge sure. upgrade. He's not a savior because he's not that guy. Yeah. But the way they play defense and the way their line played this year, Ryan, I think you can put a competent quarterback out there. They they're they're, they're going to win seven eight games next year, in my opinion, if they can keep that team together. Well, or the worst case is that he's going to keep the seat warm for Dylan Rayola, who apparently is going to flip to Nebraska. So that's the best <laughs> that's case a, for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I mean not yeah. for Kyle. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah. but that's what you need to do, right? I mean, you've got to get quarterback fixed. Matt Rule has to get quarterback fixed, and and yeah. we saw in his last year in Nebraska, he wants to be able to throw the football, not throw it fifty times a game. But uh, what was that kid's name? Um, the kid that transferred, Connor Brewer. That kid, kind of the, between him and the backup, because Connor got knocked down, they threw for over 3,500 yards that year, Ryan, the year that they, yeah. they played in the Big 12 title game. Um, or actually won the Big 12 title, I believe, that year, correct? No, they didn't. Yeah. Oklahoma did. They lost Oklahoma in a close game, and then Oklahoma went to the playoff, and then they went and played the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, I believe, or mm-hmm. Texas, Georgia. Um, but they threw the ball over 3,500 yards that year. He doesn't want to be an air it out kind of guy, but he wants to be able to throw the football. And I think Kyle McCord can do yeah. the things that he's asking to do. What about the next one, DJ? I just, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see the fit. I don't think, I don't know, you know, I don't know that could be, I, could no. be worse, man. You could be rolling with Tate Rodemaker and Brock Lenz. So I guess it's better than that. <laughs> I mean, I, I unfortunately watched both of those quarterbacks down the stretch and I'm like, you know what? I'm not a big DJU fan, but like he's probably better than that. So, <laughs> Certainly, but compare it to the kid that they're losing. It's a different yeah, animal. It's a very different player. DJ is what he is. He's better than what he was at Clemson. I think he did some nice things for Oregon State this year. I just, you're not going to have Johnny Wilson. He's already declared. I, I, I would assume no. Keon's going to declare at some point in time Keon's as well, Ryan. Not, if Keon, Wait, he's not going to declare school. No, no, he is going oh, to God. declare. If he goes back to school, I'll eat a shoe live on this podcast. So yeah, yes, I hope I really hope he goes pro now because I don't want to. I don't want to have to watch you do that. Oh, he's going to go pro. Trust me. Yeah. He's going to go pro. Yeah. Couple super stickers for one from Michael Mahoney. Michael, thank you very, very much. And Scott Gibbs, Scott, haven't seen you post on the chat in a while. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate super sticker. We appreciate that. And this is the last super chat, Ryan, and we're going to get back to the top. Austin O'Donnell, thank you so much, Austin. Finally made a live show and able to drop some support for the best crew out there. You guys rock. How confident are you on a scale of 1 to 10 of Xavier Watts and or Riley Mills returning for next year? Well, right now, I would say scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably at like a 8 that they both come back right yeah. now is where I'm at. I don't think – I don't believe – Full, full decisions have been made for either, but it's certainly trending in a direction that right now they're both going to come back in our view. I know, Ryan, you've had some intel that that, that speaks about Riley Mills and that we think yes. he's leaning towards coming back. I've been able to gather some intel on Xavier. And again, I think the fact that Xavier's playing in the bowl game and the fact that Xavier is in the video showing, you know, Riley Leonard around and do those type of things, it's, it, it's all leaning that direction. Now, yeah. He could have someone convince him that, dude, you're going to be a first-round pick. But I just – I think – and and from talking to sources, the reasons that Xavier's coming back are exactly why Xavier Watts has been successful. He under, he gets the big picture. And he understands that his game, unlike mo- – because this is something I said to somebody close to him that asked me my opinion. I said, look, mo- normally I don't advise guys to come back for fifth years as skill players. Or like just I I not I don't advise it because I don't advise anything. I don't normally see guys come back for fifth years as skill players and make big jumps and right. be first round NFL draft picks. What makes Xavier unique is because he's not a fifth year safety. Right. He's really just a third year safety, mm-hmm. and so it's a little bit of there's there unlike most fifth year guys who just kind of are what they are. Just like Cam Hart, Cam Hart had room to get even better than he was in 2022. Because he was still developing as a corner. And so he went from senior to fifth year. He was a good player last year to a great player, in my opinion, this year. And I think Xavier Watts can make a similar jump because, like Cam, he was a guy that made a position switch into his Notre Dame career. Not, not when he showed up at Notre Dame, but after his Notre Dame career already started. So, uh, And I think Xavier understands that. And he understands that that as a team, like, look, I, I've, I didn't go through all this not to compete for a title, right? 
but more so even just for his own development. I think he understands there's still a lot to a lot he can def- improve upon and learn. And and that being a first team All American, being an Nagurski winner doesn't mean a hill of beans to an NFL team. It's going to be about where my game is and those type of things. And it's just another reason why I love that kid because whatever decision he makes, Ryan, you know, he really thought through this process. And that's, you know, that that's when you you respect the kid's decision either way is when, you know, he, he thought through all of it, all pros, all cons, what's the good, what's the bad, what could help me coming back, what could help me going out now and had a very thoughtful process. And, uh, you know, as of now, I think it's going to lend to him coming back. But again, I don't think I don't believe a final decision has been made like 100 percent. No doubt about it. I'm coming back as necessarily been made by both of them, uh, right. at least as of this weekend. And sure. anyway. Yeah. yeah, and I'll have a little bit more to say on the Riley Mills kind of, you know, decision-making process when everything is finalized. But, yes, I would agree that it is definitely leaning towards both returning as of today. That's huge for Notre Dame, too, Ryan. You, you yep. know, because what do we always say? you got to be good up the middle. And up the middle next Cross year. Cross coming yes. back, too. If, yeah. if Cross and Mills come back, plus the depth, Rubio, Onye, Heinish, the Houston, Mookum, all those guys coming back. And then you've got talent at linebacker, although they'll be young. But – if you are going to be young at linebacker, although it's not a given because I could see Jack Kaiser moving inside and starting a will or whatever next year. But even if you are young at Mike linebacker, you're going to have experience behind him and experience in front of him. And yep. that's that's important. That's very important. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash Irish. Michael Johnson with the question, was DK, was Deshaun Kaiser the last starting quarterback that was over six foot three to start at Notre Dame? And does this mean we can expect more RPOs this year with Riley Leonard at quarterback? I think Jack Cohn was six three and an eighth, if I remember correctly. He was a hair over six yeah, foot three. He, so yes, he, he measured you are correct, Ryan. He actually measured in at the com at the pro Notre Dame's pro date, six one point one, six three point one, yep. and which is an eighth, correct? Yep. And 217 on an eighth scale on yeah. the uh, NFL yep. side of things. So, yep. yep. So I just looked at the pro day results and that's where he was six, three and an eighth. So yep. uh, Jack Cohn was the last guy that was over six foot three to start at Notre Dame. And I, I think Michael certainly, and th- now Michael's question came out way before we broke down how the offense is going to change. Sure. And, and so obviously we talked a lot about that, Michael, but I don't think, I, I still don't – I'm not someone who believes you can't run RPOs with shorter quarterbacks. I mean, Bryce Young ran a mess of RPOs at, at Alabama. Uh, Kyler Murray ran a mess of RPOs at Oklahoma. There are some things you may not want to do in the RPO game with a shorter quarterback, sure. but you can still certainly do that. But uh, I, I'm not going to say height doesn't help, but it doesn't have – it's not the detriment that where you just can't do it the way that I think some some think that it is. Right. JM, do you think us getting a transfer quarterback every year is holding back the development of the offense with a lack of familiarity and having no continuity? 
No, because I, I think the offense would have been worse each of the last two years that they had that they didn't have a transfer quarterback. I mean, you'd have had redshirt freshman Drew Pine and true freshman Tyler Buckner playing quarterback in 2021 if yep. Jack Cohn doesn't transfer in. You're you're not going 11 and one even against that schedule. You're not going 11 and one with that this season. You're you're probably worse than nine and three if you don't bring in Sam Hartman. Because well, they'd had Tyler Buckner. Okay, but does Tyler Buckner play more than three games? Do we know that he could have played right. more than three games? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe Tyler mm-hmm. could have been healthy all year and, and helped you out. And and maybe I maybe could have, but you, you couldn't take that chance. So I don't think it's holding back the offense at all. I think the lack of familiarity thing is is a little bit overstated, in my opinion. Uh, especially for guys that enroll mid-year. And I believe Riley Mills will be enrolling mid-year. Ryan, will he be here in the spring? Riley do you Leonard. know for a fact? Riley, Riley Leonard. Leonard, sorry. Do you know if he'll be here I for believe, a fact in the spring? I, I believe so, but I'll get yeah. uh, updated yeah. on that. Yeah, I could see a scenario where maybe he's like finishes up school at Duke or something. I'm not sure, but I'd have to find that out. Because you did find out he is he is not graduating in December, correct? He's not graduating in December. So nope. He will be an undergrad. Yep. So I, I just I don't think it's holding it back. I mean, guys, look for all the issues we had with Sam Hartman or the offense. This 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 team is scoring thirty nine points a game this year, right? Like they're 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 second or third all time right now going to the bowl game in yards per play. There's a lot of good things in this offense this year that we ignore because we focus on the games where they didn't play well. As the great loose emoji told me, the only big games that Notre Dame ever plays are games they lose. Speaking of you know how how fans perceive it. And I get it. They got to get better in those games. But it doesn't mean that this offense sucked all year. I think the offense was very good at times. It needs to get a lot better. But it wouldn't have been as good if you don't have Sam Hartman. Now you say, okay, now is it stunting future development? Yes, if you keep doing it. But at the same time, you don't have a chance to develop the future players if you don't have a job. And that's really what it comes down to for some of these coaches. But in this instance, as someone who – prefers to develop your own players sometimes there's just an option out there that you just can't ignore and you can't you can't just say hey sorry we're going to develop and take a chance you've got to go make that run and i think riley leonard is that kind of player next year say well you know the fear is ryan the genuine fear is it's very valid well do you do you are we now just stuck in this cycle so if riley doesn't get hurt next year we don't have experience you got to go in the portal again potentially that's a concern but the reason i don't think that happens is because Redshirt sophomore Steve Angeli, redshirt freshman CJ uh, Kenny Minchie, and true freshman CJ Carr is good, but some concern. Redshirt sophomore Kenny Minchie, or excuse me, redshirt junior CJ, Steve Angeli, redshirt sophomore C- Kenny Minchie, redshirt freshman CJ Carr, and true freshman Deuce Knight is a much more dynamic group that you feel better about. And they've all got a year of experience. You know, CJ and Kenny have a year of experience. And if yep. Steve transfers or if Kenny transfers, you still have. Redshirt junior Steve Angeli with redshirt freshman CJ Carr and true freshman Deuce Knight, or redshirt sophomore Kenny Minchie, redshirt freshman CJ Carr and Deuce Knight. Either way, I'm going to be a lot more comfortable in 2025. Plus, the pieces around the quarterback are going to be a lot more experienced in 2025 than now, where you you throw one of these young quarterbacks in behind what we don't know, this unproven offensive line, you can hurt their development in that regard too. Sometimes right. you can stunt development by playing a guy too soon. That that all, we've also seen that. Yeah, and and so it's look, it's not an it's not an easy answer. Yeah, I've I've struggled with it. I've been back and forth on it. You know, Ryan was a, a pro transfer guy, but also understood, and I you know you you understand, but you got these talented kids. You got to develop as well. I just also don't think the development means that that not starting doesn't mean you can't develop guys. Yep. Right. I mean, Kenny Minchie get plenty of development next year, and CJ Carr can get plenty of development next year as non-starters. That's part of the development process. Yep. And so that's what they're gonna have to know. That's that's the task for Gino Gadouli. Yes, you got to get Riley Leonard ready to play at a high level, but you need to make sure you're getting these talented young kids ready to go too, whether their numbers called next year if Riley gets hurt or doesn't play well, or in 2025 when Riley's headed to the NFL. Exactly. That's gonna be his task. And- and you could conceivably, even if you go into 20, like let's say 2025, it's Kenny Minchie's show. You could still have Kenny for three years as a starter, guys. Like we're acting like, I feel like we're acting like these kids are all going to be like redshirt juniors this year, where it's just like the window's closing. It's like, no, the window's just kind of opening, right? So yeah, it needs to be reversed at some point. And I would just like to say, because I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here in the chat, 
someone I think has is said in the chat, Brian, just to kind of clear something up. No, we did not say that he will not enroll in January. Correct. Riley Leonard speaking. We right. said, and this is a fact, is that he is not going to be a graduate in December. Right. So he can still enroll at Notre Dame. He would just enroll right. as an undergrad if he comes here in January. That was what, what, we what I saying. and what I said was I don't know that he's an early enrollee. Right. And I'm not going to tell you guys something is true that I don't know for a fact. I haven't been told. I haven't asked. I would assume he is. I haven't been told he's not going to be. So. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. being open with you guys that I have not been definitively told he'll be here in the spring. And until I know that, I'm not going to tell you that he is for sure going to be there. Right. But I would assume right. so. Sure. But until we get a definitive word, then, you know, I, I can't. Oh, tell you Raymond again. Raymond, chill out, man. <laughs> Gideon Rosa when Riley Leonard and CJ Carr are on campus in a quarterback room with Steve Angeli, Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr and Riley Leonard who is the most talented I mean just God given like if we're talking about like yeah. athleticism arm strength like that I, I would say Riley Leonard is the most talented yeah. of that group how, but, how would you rank those just physical talent because I would go Riley Kenny CJ and Steve physical talent just physical talent because CJ's greatness to me comes from things that aren't necessarily measured yeah. by physical skills it's more here and he's yeah. incredibly intelligent and all those type of feel for the game and all that kind of stuff i would go the same i think just kind of looking yeah. at it yeah yeah i think because i think kenny's got some really nice raw tools so yeah i would go riley kenny cj and steve as well we had god country notre dame barbecue i don't get the angst from so many notre dame fans about this pickup this kid is a freaking dude He's not Sam Hartman, and he's not Jack Cohn. He is Riley freaking Leonard, and he is a difference maker. Watch the film. Yeah. Can be. He can be. Uh, Kenny Moore also had more of, had a comment about it as well. A couple of these, I just wanted to get some comments of people fired up yeah. about it. Kenny said, he is a, at Rob, he is a dude. Notre Dame is much better team today than they were yesterday. Hartman raised Notre Dame's floor. Riley raises their ceiling. I think this is big. I agree 100% with that comment, Kenny. Mm -hmm. I think he does raise the ceiling. We had Jen. I, lo uh, sorry. I love the way he put yeah. that, though, Ryan. I just love the way he yeah. put that. Like, you know, Sam Hartman absolutely raised the floor of this Notre Dame football team. And, you know, if you didn't have Sam Hartman, it could have been worse. You could have lost to Duke. You might yeah. have lost to USC. I mean, there's all types of games you could look at and say, maybe this game doesn't go the way that you – maybe you lose to – NC State because they don't make some of those plays he made in the second quarter and third quarter to, to win that football game. You, you don't know that. Yeah. But as he said, Riley Leonard raises the ceiling quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit. Agreed. There's no doubt. We had John Flanagan. John says, yeah, Riley Leonard definitely provides the athleticism necessarily when we likely have an offensive line that needs more practice, training, time together. Agree 100% on that. Yep. We talked about that in the opening too, John, about, you know, there's how do you make guys around you better? You have the athleticism and the di di the diverse skill set that Riley Leonard brings can make guys a lot better. So I agree. Mm -hmm. We are. Right, uh, yep. Yeah. Cody Vaughn. Let's go. Huge pickup. Now we won't have to play him anywhere else either. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Would have sucked if you went to Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, that, that really sucked. He said, dude has legit NFL talent. I agree. Yes, he does. Oh, he has 100% has NFL talent. Brian well, and I, I want to make, sure, yeah. make sure I point this out, too, because there's there's some people that will say, well, you're just saying this because Notre Dame got him. And my response to that is just go look, go listen to the shows Ryan and I did leading up to the Duke game this year. We had, we had no idea yeah. that he was going to come to Notre Dame like, before that game. And yep. go listen to what comments we made about him last year and over the summer when we were talking about just Duke overall and – I mean, so this is a kid that we've been – and I'm high on him because Ryan – I think it was a Temple game. You're like, dude, you got to watch Riley Leonard. Yeah. And I'm like, who's Riley Leonard? Was, you know what I mean? He was like – he was like, I just watched – you because I think you were just breaking down film. Like, you were probably watching somebody else. Oh, no, I was like, just watching him live. I was like, what the Okay, heck you watched the game like, live. That's right. Yeah, you're like, you're just kid. outside of Philly, right? But, yeah. yeah, I mean, and he's like, dude, you got to watch this kid play. And I'm like, I don't even know who this kid is. Yeah. And then you pop in the film, you're like, oh, holy moly, this kid can ball. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've been we've been talking about Riley. We could be wrong, but it's because we, of what we see. Not for not if he would have gone somewhere else, I'm like, holy, that's a great pickup for that team. No doubt about yep. it. We have Brian Hockney who says, will we still go after another wide receiver in the transfer portal? Do we have any names that we are looking at? 
well, I don't want to put too many names out, any names out there, just because that's kind of the communication we've had and we've been asked to do. But there's definitely some guys that are still on their radar. There's yeah. certainly some guys on their radar. And as Ryan said, if you want to, if you want to know who the names are without us telling you, go look at who Riley Leonard follows on Instagram and you'll <laughs> to get a sense of who that is. Now, yeah. here's the thing, Ryan. They're not going to take a third receiver just to take a third receiver. They're not looking for a body. There's some – this is – and you and I talked about this last week. There's some impact – There's a, this is a really good receiver portal class, like really good receiver portal class. And Notre Dame's gotten two pretty good ones all, already. But there's a couple guys on the board that you're like, if they get that guy, it, it changes some things. It certainly okay. changes some things. No doubt about it. Patrick Ball says, not sure if this was ever mentioned, but seems classy all around for Sam Hartman to announce yesterday – and then Riley Leonard today. Each guy's his moment. Sleems class all around. It's also tactical, right? Like as far as like if I'm the Notre, if I'm Notre Dame and their side of things from an exposure perspective, I don't want to clog up two big stories into a small window. I want to spread right. that out a little bit. So yeah, Patrick, I think you give both players their moments, and you also get a little bit more notoriety for your program as right. well. So I think it's beneficial for both sides. They're orchestrating all this stuff, guys. I mean, yep. look, the video that was put together, all of it. This is all this is all planned out the way it's going down. It's all planned out. We had Joe Papiti who says this is a very honest question. I'm glad that it's honest. Based on our schedule coming up, how many extra wins does Riley Leonard get us? I mean, compared to who? Uh would it right. be like the whoever the starting quarterback was Steve Angeli? I mean I- I think I think a more fair question, Joe, and I think someone asked it during the show would be, you know, how many more games do they win this year, right? Because we have something to actually right. compare it to. And I would say this, and I I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think Notre Dame beats Ohio State if they have Riley Leonard instead of Sam Hartman. I've flat out said that, Ryan, because they don't get stopped on two fourth and ones. That that right there changes the game. And would then at the end of the game, Clemson? too. And at the end of the game, too, it even gives you more options. Like Aldrich's out of the game. Let's run Riley to close the if, game if, out. If, like Perfect example, that last play that the quarterback, that the DN blew up, he yep. can't charge that hard off the edge with a guy like Riley Leonard at quarterback. He just can't. And, and so uh, you are correct. Now, would they have beat Clemson? I don't know, but here's the deal. Yep. Riley, at some point in time in those final six drives where they had six possessions with a chance to tie the game in the, in the second half, six, you have to think based on what he did against Clemson, that at some point in time he breaks one, yeah, and and probably. gets the offense sparked, and you just feel that way. Where and this is this isn't a knock on Sam. Sam's situation was if if the offense around him wasn't thriving, it was going to be harder for a guy like Sam to carry a team. That's not a knock on Sam. You knew that coming in. That's more right. on the stuff around him needs to be better, including you know play calling, blocking, route running, catching, and then Sam's got to make better decisions as well. And, and so to, I, I think to your, to your point, Ryan, now looking forward to next year, I, I've said before, look, a guy like Steve Angeli, Kenny Minchie, they can lead Notre Dame to a nine and three, 10 and two record next year. They can lead Notre Dame to a 10 and two record next year with the schedule Notre Dame plays. Uh, Steve Angeli with the Notre Dame team around him can beat Tyler Shuck in Louisville. I'm, he can. <laughs> the question is, is do those quarterbacks give you an opportunity if you are able to make the playoff to go on a run? And my answer is next year, they do not. In 25, 26, 27, yes, they do. Next year, they don't, based on what we know. Now, could right. they make big jumps this offseason? Sure. But you don't need Riley Leonard to make a big jump. You, you just jump, you just need to be healthy. And that's really what it comes down to. So he gives you a chance to me. Now, again, a chance because things got to things gotta work out and you've got to make the changes and those type of things. But he's the kind of quarterback that if he's got good pieces around him, which he will, you can be a really dynamic team. And so he makes you a more, I'll say this, Joe, he makes you a more dangerous team. And I, and I think we go back to Kenny's comment, Ryan, how many extra wins does he get? I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how many games they would have won next year without it. To your point, yep. Ryan, I think they win at least one more game this year than, than, than they would have. At least um, 10 and two. I, yep. I think we can confidently say at least one more. I mean, would they beat Louisville? Well, he, I don't know. They lost to Louisville at Duke, right? Didn't they lose to Louisville when he was there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, yep. can't, I can't say that. But he beat Clemson. And, yeah. you know, I mean, so – but at least one, in my opinion. Uh, but as Kenny Moore said, the big thing is your ceiling is raised 
your potential as a team next year is raised. Will it pan out that way? No, because I think Sam Hartman raised the ceiling of this past year's team. They just didn't quite reach that ceiling of what they could be. But the floor was also higher with him as well, which is why you went nine and three and not eight and four, seven and five, in my opinion. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.